heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome aboard, my fellow Americans. Uh, Malcolm at eight. It is indeed the voice of a nation. You know, back in 2018, the FBI and the FBI director, Christopher Wray, had warned us that uh, there was a big intelligence risk. You might remember this now, that uh, the, as he called it, the non-traditional collectors uh, coming from China, especially in the academic setting, uh, he claimed that China posed a whole-of-society threat. You remember those words, a whole-of-society threat. And he was speaking of a lot of different factors, but specifically the academic world and what was taking place. Now, at that time, back in that 2018 range, it was documented well over 300, 330,000 or so were in America's universities at a minimum. Uh, And so, of course, you had COVID hit and all of that, and people thought that was going to change those numbers. But actually, it really didn't change those numbers. There's still well over 300,000 that are in America's universities, and many call it the long arm of China into an academic setting. And this is where you have a whole bunch of complicated problems uh, because of spies and uh, people that uh, are in here from the CCP. Uh, to do harm and to gather technology and information and get it back to uh, the CCP in Beijing, of course. This is one of the big problems we're seeing out there. But there are other things as well that are at play here, my fellow Americans. And uh, another one of the big stories you've been hearing is the number of Chinese nationals that are crossing the southern border into the country. Now, some experts would say this is because of the domestic policies and some of the security threats coming from China. And while that may be true to that point, but there are a lot of other actors that are part of this equation. And we're seeing reports of those numbers as well. And in fact, as we were speaking about on the weekend's broadcast, it is documented uh, from the Board of Security. Listen to these numbers apprehensions of Chinese nationals at the U.S.-Mexico border. How about more than 28,000 just in the fiscal year here uh, up through in 2023 here? Uh, That was through May 31, to give you an example of that. Those are some pretty big numbers. That increase, by the way, is a 15-fold increase over any other time that's been documented, which is why you've started to see some of the reports about Chinese nationals and what's developing at the border. Now, the other thing that was interesting about this that was pointed out to me through the Center for Immigration Studies, by the way, there's also an equal number, large number of Chinese nationals actually coming from the northern border. You know, all the attention, it's kind of interesting that all the attention in in our country, and when I say all the attention, it really isn't a lot of attention because the legacy media and, and all of these cats they, they're not exposing the dangers on either border, for sure. So when I say that, it's a tongue-in-cheek comment because they're really not even pushing back on what's happening on the southern border. But for those of us who are and talk about the risk, 
you know, any of that attention on the southern border, you never hear about the northern border. Never. Um, you know, we had a strong program on the weekend. If you missed it, I want you to go back and listen to Viewpoint this Sunday. Extraordinary conversations uh, that were from around the world, from everything happening in Russia and Ukraine and China with leading experts uh, and the border security with the Center for Immigration Studies. Uh, so that was a strong, strong broadcast. You missed it. Go listen to it for sure. And be in the know and knowledge. And what I need to ask you to do is help us share this information. You can do that by going to AmericaOutloud.com and share the truth, share the out loud truth. This, this is important. Uh, the work we're doing is vitally important, but it needs to be heard by more and more people. And I need to keep pointing that out to you. So just don't share one or two things, share a lot of stuff and share it repeatedly and get it out there. Even though, you know, voices are being shadow banned and censored, uh, we need to continue the fight forward by getting real information out there around the world, across our country and around the world for sure, my friends. So you can do that all there. Let's take a quick pause and we'll be back with some very dynamic speakers and we'll take this broadcast, China's penetration into the United States We'll take that forward in just a moment. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. And, uh, you know, we talked about up front, I mentioned to you these uh, different reports where the FBI was uh, given a warning. I remember clearly like it was yesterday, but it's actually been a few years now, back in 2018. And we've seen some of the warnings before that. But I remember when he came out and called it a whole of society threat. And I remember those words distinctly, what was being said and how important they were when the FBI director comes out and makes that kind of a comment and statement. And, you know, and that's all of the information he puts out in the public. Imagine how much more he knows to make that sort of a statement. So then the question you have to ask yourself is, what have we done? What have we accomplished in the last four or five years? Now, clearly COVID has been a massive distraction. Uh, it's been a massive hit to humanity uh, many times over. Um, but then you still look at the number of these, the, the amount of people that are still coming in, and I don't see where that's changed any. So let's dive into the a little bit now 
Uh, joining me on the broadcast now, Dr. Lee Men Yang is here. Uh, she's an independent virologist, whistleblower. Her show, The Voice of Dr. Yan, is right here on the platform at America Out Loud. She's become quite a good author as well. Look at her pieces, her written pieces uh, uh, on the platform as well. Okay, Dr. Lee Men Yang, I, I want to ask you this, what we, what's being called the long arm. And I, you know, seen it, I remember I go back and did some research and looking at many people that were talking back in 2017, 2018 about the influence of the CCP into, uh, and this has been something we've been talking about for years, into uh, uh, the the um, universities and all here in our country. What's been done to push back against that? I don't see where the numbers are less today, unless maybe you see something different that I don't, but it doesn't look to me like there's less numbers. It looks like there's just as many numbers as there was when the FBI director came out and warned against this back then. What's the latest right now with what you're seeing with numbers and with the influence into our universities here in America? Hi, Malcolm. Thank you. So first, uh, based on the Chinese uh, students and researchers came to U.S. for the uh, not only study, but also for the espionage activities. Actually, uh, after the uh, pandemic, unfortunately, we didn't see very clear improvement for U.S. side to stop it or prevent this kind of activities. I mean, for your policies changing, we may, uh, we have already seen something. And also we see that the good side is FBI and the DOJ start to push more on China's united front work, which uh, is relevant to the students and researchers' uh, espionage activities. However, let me tell you some data. Mm-hmm. Still, when I check it from CCP's official website, the national scholarship, I mean, there are, in 2023, there are almost 300 projects open to the Chinese people to apply. And uh, most of them are for the people who go to United States in certain labs. So in this case, I mean, American side things haven't found a real efficient way to prevent this kind of activities. And also I have seen a lot of researchers who are helping uh, People's Liberation Army, who are undermining the United States using their studies, are still in the United States, and they even get promoted during the pandemic. It means they have more resources, more money from your taxpayers, and they get more titles, more power in the Okay, so stop there a moment. So you're saying in the past four or five years, since those uh, very grave announcements were made from the FBI, you're saying they've made the the CCP has made more progress and more infiltration into America's universities, even since that point. Is that correct? Yes, because uh, FBI, DOJ, and the other departments, they didn't really kneel down the pond. They, they just do something like, we don't want you to go to certain field, or we don't want students come from certain military right. universities to, to U.S. But China can just cheat you. So they can use I- other identities to cover the military identities for the researchers. And also, in the United States, there are, uh, United States there are so many Chinese scientists and the corrupted American scientists are helping CCP to deliver this kind of advanced technology to help China and also chase the United States. 
Okay. All right. Let me bring in also uh, another voice here. Uh, first time on the broadcast here. Dr. Hu joins us here. He's a biomedical expert, grew up in mainland China. He also co-authored the three Yan reports, in fact, as well. So he's well-versed in all of this. And Dr. Hu, I'd like to ask you, what is the risk that you see with what uh, Dr. Li Yang puts out there um, about um uh, this escalation of the risk. What what do you see with the the, the risk of these uh, numbers uh, into the universities here? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Dr. Hu. Uh, I've been studying in the U.S. for more than ten years. Yeah, ten years ago, I got a scholarship from the American uh, and uh, started in the biomedical research field continuously. So, the as for the answer for the Malcolm's question. First, I want to give a specific example uh, that Dr. Li Mengyan just said. So you may still remember in 2020, there a uh, military researcher called uh, uh, Juan Tang was uh, found uh, is uh, uploading the sensitive information back to China. And uh, the, he's supported with the Chinese scholarship called the uh, uh, CSC. It's a government, Chinese government supported scholarship. And uh, they have a collaboration between China and the UC Davis. So the after that happened, finally there's a lot of the uh, diplomatic uh, effort finally trying to bring that uh, uh that uh, spy researcher back to China. Right. So she's not only spying on the US, she's also hide hide his uh, hide her uh, military background. So when she get into the U.S., she lied. She hide her is a as a, a military researcher, okay. pretended to be a silver researcher, right. and uh, working under the channel between the U.S. government scholarship and the UC Davis. And you might think this is will prevent this happening again. Right. No, I just uh, noticed in the uh, Chinese the um website called Zhihu, such collaboration is still ongoing. I mean, the Chinese scholarship, government scholarship, mm -hmm. collaboration with UC Davis is still ongoing. They are okay. still recruiting more students go through this channel. So my question is, such kind of escalation, the number increase, I wonder whether American government can know whether the student hide their military background or not because last time you are lucky enough to see Tang Juan that military researcher okay. has a uniform picture online right. but now China already knows if you want to hide her background you right. have to hide from the beginning Okay. so they will okay. take out everything on top in public so how do the American people know? So let me ask you this. From military you, unit, research okay. unit. You bring up a good point there. So you, you're saying to me then that you're saying the government officials here, they have to know this because it's available. It's, it's information that's exposed. It's out there, right? Right. They have to know. Yeah, so they have to know. So if they, and, and here's what I'm asking a couple of things now. 
This person you mentioned right now, Doctor Who. How? It, it just. What do you honestly think? How many more like this person? Because you're right. They lie. They have different credentials. They're not the right credentials. They come under a different assumption. But yet they are working as spies for the CCP. How, take a guess. How how common is that here in our? What is your gut, Sadie? What is your what is your feelings? How many more like this person you just talked about could there be in the United States here? How many more? So first, I don't have that data, but my gut, let's say maybe 10%. But the problem is here. I can I don't know. And I don't think the American government have a way to know because I can give you another example. So I often visit those the forum when they're talking about the, in when they get the green card, right. they view file or 485 form and there is a question are you a communist party's uh, member so before uh well they're not going to answer that honestly obviously right i mean come on they're going to lie yeah nobody actually in the forum everybody was talking about don't say yes because they have no (laughs) way to find it out but something happened because uh, there is a leak in shanghai so many chinese communist members name was leaked so after that, people starting to act more honest because uh, she she or he feel he might be checked out later. And uh, this is a lifetime uh, uh, a crime if you lie to the USCIS. Right. But let's say for those military background, right. basically there's no way to leak out. So why they will tell you I have a military background? Mm-hmm. I have a friend working a top tier university so i know for sure uh, he is a military guy and uh, but he never talked about that publicly and i don't think if he disclosed that to the um, the officer they will lie them let him in mm-hmm. but he there is a meeting um i mean hot pot when we gather together he uh, a bragger himself oh i was a military guy in a higher rank back in mm-hmm. china something something i until now i realize oh he is a military guy but i mean as a friend of them it's very hard for me to know who they really are okay i was wondering is how how, how possible that the american government knows this right but well let's let me keep on that a minute here that first person you mentioned uh when you first uh told us here is that person still? Where's that person at now? Are they still here? Are they still have access? They still here? Well, that person, the Juan Tang, uh, was found by the FBI. Was and uh, already been brought back by the uh, okay. Chinese government. Okay. So I think she currently the is uh, now back in China. Okay. But uh, at that time, FBI took a lot of effort to know what happened and uh, finally get her in right. uh, temporary custody. Okay. I wonder if there, let's say, ten percent of this this kind of person, how much effort you should exactly. input to know exactly. who yeah. is who. Right, right, right. right. No, you're, you're right on. You're, 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 you're spot on here. You're right on the, uh, on the target here because, uh, it, you know, especially in the last five years with everything that's happened with COVID and the comments that the FBI knew back in 2018 and well before that, by the way, that they became public, uh, you think they would have a, a different protocol, but they don't. Let me ask Dr. Li Meng Yang to to get in here, Dr. Hu, with us and uh, uh, ask you. Um, the, all right. So Dr. Hu takes a guess at this and says his gut, at least 10 percent. 
would be to this level would be a spies or problem. You only need one, of course, to do damage. There's clearly more. Uh, why do you think, Dr. Li Mingying, the American officials, the government officials that Dr. Hu was just questioning, this information is right online. It's readily available. Everybody knows, yet the government isn't doing anything to really push back on these policies. Why do you think is, you know, well, let me just, very sincere question. I mean, why do you think that is? Could this have to do with something that, I mean, a lot of people think the Biden administration is compromised because of his relationships and dollars that were transacted from him and his family with, with China. Now, I'm not trying to be a smart guy here, but that's a fact. What, what do you say to that, Dr. Oh. Lee Mengen? Good question, Malcolm. Actually, uh, we really don't know how many people have military background, uh, have military background in U.S. or have been to U.S. and steal something back from your lab. However, what we know is it doesn't matter as long as CCP can control these people, especially those students and researchers receiving the China's national scholarship. And so that means whatever CCP wants to get from them, they have to work with CCP. This is the kind of mandate. If not, they will be punished. Even though they don't have military background, if they went to a certain lab like NIH, uh, for example, and then there is some advanced technology can help China to develop a weapon, okay, China will force them to bring it back. Even will help, they will help China to establish more collaboration between CCP and this NIH lab. So the thing is, previously in the past decades, U.S. and China kind of friends. So that's why these military background people don't mind to hide their uh, identities. They, like, for example, the, uh, what Dr. Hu mentioned, that girl, she, uh, her military photo is in the China uh, website, and then they didn't hide it. But now the thing is, it's, intense, uh, it's intensive between China and U.S. So more effort will be taken by CCP government to cover up the military people's background. That's why for the United States side, you don't have much way to get access to this information. So that even now you try to figure it out, you can't do that. And uh, I have been communicating with many IC people. I know there are a lot of good people try to work hard to identify CCP's espionages in US. However, it's very difficult because it requires you to provide enough evidence to convince people this is espionage. But China has national power to cover it up. And also because of language barriers and culture difference, China can act very well in the uh, strategic deception. With all of this, as you say, uh, I, I think the, the the thing about it is, is that the government officials know this is happening. They know these people are here, yet the, the policies are not changed. Uh, the same thing is happening. Uh, the FBI knows this. It's all been reported on. So, I mean, what's the answer? I mean, Dr. Li Mingyan, what's the answer? Mm -hmm. I mean, what the answer is, is then you have to ask yourself, why do they do this? Why do these government officials and the FBI, for instance, and others, why do they allow this to fester and go on? And you really have to come back to the fact that it seems to be we're compromised at high levels of government. Why else? I mean, you give me another answer if there is one. I don't think there is. 
I mean, why would our government go along with these kinds of, uh, uh, you know, um, relationships and allow this to continue onward when they know the yeah, danger no involved? Why? Why? So you, you may already listen to the uh, broadcast I did with Edward Hawkland on cognitive warfare. Uh, actually, that's what we are focusing on. So currently, it's kind of incompetent for American side to deal with all these troubles, not only students, researchers, also a lot of things. China is using people's war and also unrestricted warfare to uh, undermine America, attack America. And what can you do? The thing is, American in uh, federal government and I see and other departments are still in kind of uh, reactive style rather than the proactive style. While China side is very aggressive and they are fighting on the mainland of US. So they deliver people here, infiltrate, manipulate, and they already developed the very massive spider uh, net like the uh, uh, network. They say, so you, you don't know what can you do that. And also, even when you start to realize the problem, China starts to use propaganda to say, this is anti-Asian, you should stop it. And you see how many people are uh, intimidated by the anti-Asian slogan. Say, even when we talk about COVID-19 origins, they try to blame me as the anti-Asian. So if you let this go on, then definitely you have not, nothing you can do to handle it. So that's why you have to change your strategy, your tactics against the CCP. You have to know what they're going to do in the cognitive warfare. You have to understand Chinese culture and you have to understand how many tricks China is applying to the US. So a lot of things you have to do. So that's why uh, I think one of the most important thing is we have to change people's mind in this cognitive warfare. Yeah, yeah, that is perfectly said, just perfectly said. Stay right there, Dr. Lee Ming Yang. Be back with you just moments here. Uh, and uh, I mean, she puts it out there just absolutely perfectly. Uh, Arnetta, let me bring you in here just a moment and, and chat for just a sec here um, before we go to pause and come back on this other uh, explosive part of the story. But, you know, what Dr. Lee Ming Yang is talking about there is so critical uh, and the cognitive warfare uh, and the cognitive warfare that China is so excellent at that our government uh, is really very bad at. They, they're bad actors. They don't do a good job of this. But here's the other thing. She nailed it for me when she says that we're very reactive here in the United States. And this is the problem. I mean, it's a total problem. Whereas countries like China and others are very proactive. So that's why they outsmart our people, uh, our government officials and others. And so it is, a, it is a choice between being reactive and proactive. And so summing all this up, uh, and you take a look at you know, what we're talking about with these numbers that are still escalating. You heard both Dr. Hu and Dr. Lei-Ming Yang say the same thing. Uh, it should give everybody incredibly concerned, but I still come back to who's being paid off. I mean, because no, uh, our government, we should not be doing this. And yet we're still doing it. And, and when we talk in a moment about the equation on the borders, that just throws more fuel on the fire here. But uh, are you seeing the same thing? I am seeing it uh, with one exception, and this our government is indeed being proactive because they're enabling this. Uh, 
They're not only enabling it. Oh, proactive, you mean for the enabling yes, part of it? <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Right. That is exactly to be corrected, what they're huh? doing. <laughs> yep. But, you know, the good guys are right. reactive and the bad guys are being very proactive and the bad guys include our administration. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear the psychology you're using, but when it comes to cognitive warfare and being on top of these things, we're like the we're like the Keystone cops here in America. We're, it's totally reactive, that environment, you know, that that is correct. We don't want to admit that it's happening because it's it's something that we can't imagine. And without imagination, well, do you think they think it's, is it is it because of the I mean, I don't really is it the PC crowd? I mean, you know, you, you see these comments that. Ray made back as the FBI director back, what, five years ago now. And, uh, you know, in his words exactly were a whole, and I remember these words like it was yesterday, a whole of society threat. Those were his words. Yet he's done nothing to counteract that. Why is that? Is is it that, is it, are they just, do we have stupid people in office, Arnetta? Are they just the dumbest of the dumb? Or are they, is it because, you know, Biden, was, uh, Joe Biden wasn't in office in 2018. He, he wasn't, that was Donald Trump's administration, not Biden. You know, so I can't say he sold out at that time because he wasn't even here when that comment was being made. Do you follow me? I do follow you. And I think these really dumb people are just puppets and fronts and distractions from and hiding the real people behind the curtain, which are these cunning, strategic, maniacal manipulators who have nothing but world destruction in mind. Yeah. So they throw it out there. They warning us we should be listening. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hard to top those adjectives right there. But uh, to be sure, you know, I I always call this uh, it really it is to me as I did a couple of programs on this zombie state our political leaders, and they, it really is a zombie state here in our country. And it's decimating our way of life. When I say decimating our way of life, it's decimating our liberty, our justice, our freedom. Uh, the, the, you know, this experiment that is America, which is we the people. And we the people is suffering greatly because of these kinds of policies and this lackadaisical attitude, is it really a lackadaisical attitude or, and we got to ask ourselves people, or is it more so uh, a strategic plan in place to do us harm? Now you have to put your own thinking cap on and figure this out a moment, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a conspiracy to do harm for sure, but is it, you know, back to intentional or unintentional, either way it's dumb. And it's ridiculous that we're doing this, that we are, you know, exercising these sort of things here in our country. We're going to turn our attention in moments here to um, uh, this other big part of this uh, shoe dropping in the room, if you will. And that is the number of Chinese nationals coming across the border and what have you. You know, it's it's ironic. And I, and I want to ask Dr. Hu and Dr. Lingman Yang in moments here as well, because he, here's what's ironic about all of this, too. You know, you know, we're talking about spies and technology and the academic world and, you know, uh, spy versus spy. And, uh, you know, these kind of spy thrillers with the CCP. Uh, but yet, you know. It, you almost don't even need to go to that level anymore. It's like that's going to become old warfare because all you have to do today is just 
you know, just go to the southern border or, or the northern border is perfectly good, too. And, you know, just waltz in. Just come right in. You don't even have to be a spy today. You don't even have to come through the system anymore. You just have to, we're, you know, back to what the Soros want to create, an open society. <laughs> this has become part of the open society Soros plan. Think about it that way. This is really, isn't that what we're dealing with here? It's, a, it's an open society. It's, we're not a sovereign nation we're not sovereign anymore. We don't have any borders or any protection. And we're opening ourselves up to all kinds of diseases and things that have been eradicated from our country. And they're coming back. But put all that aside. The national security risk here is tremendous. It's off the charts. And that's the real world order. It's a new world order, but it's the real world order of what we're dealing with today. And this is the undoing of America. It's the undoing of our freedom. And it's, uh, it is the zombie state of politics is what it is. And it's gotta be stopped. We're, we're headed into some uh, uncharted waters in this country uh, in ways that we've never seen before. And you know, Western, Western uh, freedom, uh, the Western civilization is uh, at the cornerstone it's right there at, at the cornerstone of, uh, of our existence is where we stand today. And you, and you hear this now with people as we talk. And, and even when you bring this up with strategic players, people who don't get as incensed maybe as I do or as outrageous or as out loud as I might, but I hear them. And then, you know, I engage with them even on viewpoint on the weekend and, it becomes very clear to me that they know, they know the risk is there. They know it's true. They know it's real. And they're deeply concerned. And, you know, the other thing you don't know out there is many of these cats will talk to me off mic about some serious stuff. And sometimes, and this just happened on the weekend, they'll say to me, am I being recorded? <laughs> they, they do ask me that. And that ironic, you know, are, are you still recording this, Malcolm? Am I being recorded? You know, like, Exactly. Anybody home? I get that question asked a bit, and I and I don't sell anybody out. I don't do that stuff. I tell them, no, you're not being recorded. It means you're not being recorded. We would never release and divulge confidence. Would be the wrong way to do this. But I just say that because people are nervous, they're concerned, and they want to know what's public consumption and what's not public consumption. Right? Our job here is to flush it all out on a hot mic. You know, flush it all out. The out loud truth I'm talking about for those who are brave enough to put it out there. So and friends, uh, you know, brave enough as well. I, you know, the, the heavy lift and the hard work we're doing here at America Out Loud. Again, I need you to share the out loud truth back at AmericaOutloud.com. Just don't go share one story, but share several and get people to wake up to the fact that our freedom, our liberty and certainly justice is at risk. And it's a, it's at risk of becoming extinct is what it's at risk at being as we fall into the trap that so many uh, free people have fallen into in the history of mankind in this world. We're at the risk here in our country of the same thing. We'll take a quick pause now. We're going to jo be joined right back again with our uh, expert uh, speakers here. And... Uh, 
begin to peel the onion just a little bit more on the, the open borders and what's taking place. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. And we join you back here. It is Malcolm Out Loud. Here's your listener, Malcolm at 8. Again, the voice of a nation. Malcolm at 8 means at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, weekdays, you'll hear the broadcast here on the network, on America Out Loud Talk Radio, on iHeartRadio. Our free apps on Apple Android Alexa are a great way to listen. We have that media player. A lot of ways to listen, friends. iHeartRadio. There's a lot of networks we're, we're involved in. Uh, just find out. America Out Loud Talk Radio. And then we have the podcast as well, of course. All the shows go to podcast. We have an incredible lineup of products here. In fact, today on the broadcast today, Dr. Lee Yang is here for the voice of Dr. Yan. She has her great show she does uh, on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday. And it is a must-listen-to program. She gets into some really good topics. She's been doing a lot with Edward Huglin as well on the National Security Hour. They've been doing a lot together. Her show plays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, by the way. The, the voice of Dr. Yan, you can hear that broadcast. So be sure to check that out and share the information out there, please. Uh, we're jo- rejoined back here uh, with uh, Dr. Lee Ming Yang is still with us here and Dr. Hu as well. Uh, he, they both were born in China. They both know the lay of the land. They both dealt with the China Communist Party. They know it is an evil uh, enterprise of who they are. We know that they're well aware of all of that. They're both experts in the medical field as well. I want to talk a little bit about um, what's happening with the there's been a lot of reports about Chinese nationals coming across the border. Now, let me just say to both of you, I've been speaking to the Center for Immigration Studies and others, and, and it is a fact. We look at the data. We look at the uh, the data from the the um, uh, the, the CBP and the the. Uh, all, all of the confirmed facts of what's happening on the border, looking at the U.S. Customs and Border Protection I'm talking about here. Um, now, 
with this, with this uh, these people that are crossing, there's been an uptick, an incredible, incredible increase of Chinese nationals coming across the border. And these are the ones that are reported. There's a lot that are unreported. Got to always remember that now with open borders, it's a Wild West game. So there's a lot we don't know that are totally unreported. But the ones that are even being reported that we do know, there's a 15-fold increase, huge increase of people of Chinese nationals coming across the border. So it's gotten everybody's attention. Even the legacy media has not been able to uh, rebuke this or uh, deny that it's happening. They've had to even report on it. But um, those numbers I was sharing earlier, uh, is uh, their stunning numbers that was reported uh, from the Border Customs Patrol and from the Center for Immigration Studies that I shared with you earlier. And those numbers are what, over 28,000 uh, in the fiscal year 2023 here uh, through the end of May 31st I'm talking about here that we know of, that we know of. Now, some of this is due to uh, human rights and domestic policies back in China. We get that. We get that. But I, as I asked on the weekend, the people at the, uh, the Custom Borders and with the Center for Immigration Studies, well, but uh, what are some of those numbers, bad cats, nefarious players, people that choose to do harm, and they believe they're absolutely some of those people. Again, we don't know what those numbers might be or not be, but we know there are some serious numbers of people coming in. Uh, Dr. Hu, let me ask you, I've never talked to you about this, but I'd love to get your opinion. Give us a sense of what your thoughts are for the rise in Chinese nationals coming across the uh, the southern border and the northern border. He just reported on it, in fact. Those are massive numbers of Chinese nationals coming in there as well. I mean, some of it's going to be domestic and human rights conditions in China. We get that. People are looking for a better way of life. We get that. And that's not so much the biggest problem, but the biggest problem is the bad actors, the bad cats, the, the people who want to do harm, the terrorists, the spies, the others. What is your sense of that on the border, Dr. Hu? What, what are your thoughts? Okay, two points. First, first. So uh, I'm not sure how many of our audience have ever uh, watched this uh, show called uh, The Americans. So it's uh, talking about the Soviet Union spy in the U.S., so you will notice that they are collector and executor at the same time. It poses a significant threat to the national security. However, they, because they have to do both of them, they have to pretend themselves as a normal family. So their information collectability is very low. I mean, they cannot reach those high people. But after 30 years honeymoon between China and the U.S., those legally infiltrated, uh, those like the Southern Thailand program recruiter and uh, those the, who involved themselves into the Chinese government support, those people, they have been become a chairman of the department. Their office may be next to the president's scientific advisor. So they are in a very high level. They can collect a lot of information, mm -hmm. but they most likely they cannot execute because they are not trained to do that. But currently, those southern border intruder, let's say not everyone, I mean 1%, let's say 1% of exactly. them is exactly. a very professional executor. If they combine these two kind of capability together, just imagine what's going to happen. They have a more capability to do anything than the previous Soviet 
union spy, right? Because they just need an association to mediate that kind of the two collaboration. I collect information, ask you to do the execution, uh, ex to execute the task. Then the, they are more terrible than the Soviet Union spy. So this is first. Second things is about the how do you know who these people are? I have already watched many CNN, New York Times, Fox News about this uh, uh, southern border uh, intruder. Most of their talking about is economic reason. Like the, I get in here because of I didn't see hope in future in China. I get it. But asylum is for those people who get tortured or have a sound reason of fear. They gonna get tortured back in China. It is not for people to seeking better economic reason, right? right. But the, the, they clearly say, they, they won't talk about, I, I dislike the Chinese Communist Party, they're gonna persecute me. They are just talking about, I want to have a better economic reason. Right. This is not right. This is first thing. First. No, but that's the whole border problem we're having is that way, Dr. Who, not just with the Chinese nationals, but you can't blame people for wanting that. But the, the problem is the danger that becomes of the of the people that want to do harm is what you're speaking about. Yeah. And the, you know what? I saw many advertisements about those uh, um, legal uh, support. The actually uh, uh, sh showing people before uh, American government can deport you, you have eight to 10 years to earn That's money. Right. Here. That's right. Their, yeah. their, their system yeah. is uh, it's unable to change. Immigration system is the hardest part to change in the Congress. Yeah. So basically, the, you're very safe to work here for eight to 10 years. So just come in. So they are kind of invite those people just came in and, and work here. So I wonder why they do this. Nothing will do something for nothing. They mm -hmm. do this, I think, is to show, increase the people infiltrate. And they can splend it. I mean, get a 1% or 2% what the people right. they really want to right. get in, mixing right. there. And the, how can the USAS to distinguish them? As I said, when they do the name check for the FBI, they can only check the information they have now in us they cannot check what you are in back in china and those people they throw out their passport before they get in to prevent the, the deportation so basically their name their everything is unknown and if there is a one to two percent that is mixed for the uh, uh is a military person or something right. i think it's very hard for the us to know that and this if combined with those the higher rank legal infiltrated person well yeah supported by the chinese government i think this is a unimaginable damage Un unimaginable damage and and the thing about this is you know when somebody like the ccp or any uh, there are plenty of adversaries and enemies that america has around the world you know if you're looking to do harm to this country at any point in time in the next many years in whatever capacity that is you're going to send those people in through the border. They're not going to come in through legal immigration and they're not going to come in probably through the spy system and, and academia. Uh, they're going to come in through these borders. Uh, Dr. Li Meng Yang, I was picking up where Dr. Hu is talking about this. His explanations are, are perfect and spot on. He obviously understands the porous border and the problems that it presents. What do you hear out there with the increase of Chinese nationals and the largest numbers we've ever seen in history that are infiltrating the border. What are you hearing out there? 
Uh, yeah, Michael, Malcolm, actually, this is a very urgent and serious national security issue for U U.S. Because from almost the beginning, like at the end of last year, I was asked by certain people who, I mean, American side, uh, who is working on this issue about intelligence from China. And I can tell you, based on our exclusive sources, that the, uh, I mean, the astonishing facts include that first, uh, these people, I mean, most of them are not the anti-CCP people. And maximumly, there will be some innocent people who have no political ideas about CCP or U.S. They just want to come here to get a better life. But most of people among these immigrants, they are the CCPs as a military trained or the uh, professional agents. Right. Okay, so there are at least over tens of thousands of people uh, started to come to U.S. through the southern border uh, from at least November of 2022. And do you think and they come also, in here to do future damage? Is that, I mean, these people that are coming not in... Only, not only future damage, I can tell you, see, some people came here even at the end of last year, right? Now we already have information. Some of them already go back to China and they have exposed their identity as Minister, uh, Ministry of the Pu uh, Public Security people as the CCP's, uh, you can say the KGB. Okay, so why? Definitely they have finished something either on the way to, uh, to the US or in the United States. And that's why they go back to China. So more people are sending to US and some people even already finished their tasks. And they, they can tell you any stories because why these people can leave China? Because CCP has already strictly examined their background. So the people can leave China, go through the Latino America to US border. They are approved by CCP government. We have a lot of uh, information from China. Even you are the, just the ordinary person, teach something, uh, show your disagreement with CCP government, then the CCP can record you and you are not allowed to leave China. So okay. that's why this, these people, I mean, such a big amount of military uh, age Chinese people came here. And right. more importantly, to get help from U.S., from the CCP's uh, attorneys. I mean, those campaigns, they, they are previously the United Front campaign. Now they know they cannot openly show their pro-CCP activity. Uh, so they changed. They changed, become so-called anti-China anti-CCP, human rights activists. And some are already uh, call themselves human activists, but actually they are the fake dissident groups. So people under this kind of anti-CCP cover pretend that they like America, they want the freedom, and then they help the CCP people to get the uh, identities, to help them go to practice down. Did you see the pictures we have posted on Twitter? These people arrive in U.S. within one week and go to practice guns. And they, they actually already started from another massive network to hold these CCP agents. And these people, we don't know what else they will do, but we know they stay here. When they, they receive the instruction, they will work for CCP. At that time, it will be multiple I and mean, numerous kills in the United States. Uh. Wow, it's uh, 
it's eye-opening what you say there, and you you get both of you get the problem. You understand the concerns here and how serious they are, but yet we can't get the political class in this country to fix or solve these things. You know, I, I think this what it comes down to, and it's uh, it's a very grave situation, and you have these kinds of conversations, and um, I think a lot of people can sense they, it becomes a downer. It becomes so so negative and, and so repulsive of these policies that are being initiated here in our country that have no no benefit whatsoever to any good loving people or anybody who uh, appreciates their life or their liberty and the the economics. And there's so many other pieces that they should be talking about, the economics being one of them that would be normally a big deal. But today it's we're lost in the weeds and national security is uh, the biggest confrontation that we're dealing with when it comes to this border security and all of that. Uh, it's it's a grave, grave situation. The last couple of moments we have here, Arnetta, let me bounce by you here something. Um, you know, it is grave and it's very unsettling as you hear these, and both, both Dr. Hu and Dr. Lee Min Yang so get the problem. I mean, they're impressive in how they present the problem, but there's only one answer. All of this stuff, we can talk about it till we're got dry mouth, and you know, but there's only one answer and that is to change the zombie class that is running America's political system because there is no other answer that they are the ones who initiate these policies that do us harm. Uh, and this is what they want. And this is what they got that they don't represent. We, the people well, and don't represent freedom. Uh, that's the only recourse we have, isn't it? Sure. It is Malcolm. And unfortunately, I don't know if we have enough time. There's a very serious question and a concern that I have I'd like to ask the doctors about. I'm seeing from several credited uh, sources that the, uh, the U.S. is running a camp, what they call camp, a staging area in Panama in the Darien region. It's a hospital. It's a camp next to a hospital. And that's where the Chinese nationals and many of the People's Liberation Army's uh, men are bringing in or being equipped or given bioweapons to use against um, Americans. And to the extent of using um, infected mosquitoes right. with bioweapons and having the ability to drop them from drones on humans, livestock, and crops. So you've been seeing reports of this, you're saying, right? That is correct. Okay, well, let's ask them. Let's ask yeah. them. Dr. Who or Dr. Lee Megan, uh, do I uh, have either of you heard about what Arnetta has put out there? Oh, uh, Malcolm, I think she mentioned the thing I wrote in my uh, article and also did in my broadcast several weeks ago on the voice of Dr. Yen. That is because the CCP radio shows how to use drone to uh, release the mosquito with the bioweapon to infect human, even kids. And then I wrote the article, I explained with the reference uh, that how it's available if CCP want to do it like that. And actually yeah. it's feasible and every factor they need already been completed. I remember that I remember that article and I remember the message actually. Yeah. So you did you did touch on that. So 
Uh, we may want to go back and look at that, Arnetta, but it's it, she yeah. did cover that yeah, on the show. Yeah. Well, this uh, was this actually came from other sources, including yeah. a, a bioweapons defense expert. Um, they were very adamant that this yeah. was being staged in this. It's called San Vicente, this camp. And do, do you know every- about the camp, Dr. Yang? Do you know about the camp she's speaking about? And the Darien and the Darien Gap. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that Michael Young has been working with me for. Uh, I mean, I am helping him to uh, provide information about the Darien Gap situation. And uh, there was a really a big uh, concern about the Darien Gap. Uh, the campaign will get more uh, infectious disease, uh, even the outbreak, including the mosquito-borne viruses. And so a lot of things we are still f- uh, figuring out because even uh, if it is really the new bio attacks using mosquito, we are already know it's feasible, but we need to uh, still find more evidence because China is more cunning and they have more collaborators internationally, yeah. so they can make it more like the nature yeah. origin outbreak. Well, isn't that an understatement of the world? China is more cunning. <laughs> That's an understatement for sure, uh, as opposed to the zombie class, in other words. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, they they play the cognitive war perfectly. They outsmart everybody. And of course, it's easier to outsmart the stooges we have uh, elected here in this country. Uh, and every one of these stories and every one of these shows we have continue to expose uh, that class of zombies that we have running uh, American politics, friends. Uh, tremendous thank you here to Dr. Hu, uh, Dr. Li Meng Yang, uh, and uh, appreciate both of you to be uh, part of this conversation. There's a bigger conversation we do need to take further in the days and weeks ahead, and this is the amount of diseases and some of the research that our team has been doing and that I've been looking at as well, but that's coming across the border is uh, startling. Uh, there have just been three cases, I'll just end with you quickly, uh, of malaria that were discovered inside the U.S. for the first time in over 20 years. Uh, that just happened right now in Texas and Florida, by the way, and uh, with the mosquito deal and all. But this is a problem. This was uh, you know, eradicated from the United States well over 20 years ago, way back. But it's been years since we've had any. Now this may blow right up to be a current day problem again here and have to be addressed all over again. And a lot of these people that are being pushed and ushered throughout the country have all kinds of diseases and problems. They're not even screened for these kinds of things. They're being put on buses, planes, limos, uh, trains, automobiles, whatever and pushed all over the damn place. And uh, this is, again, back to the recklessness of the policies of the zombie state. So if you don't, you know, get a terrorist attack or a screwball doing something, you end up with a disease or some life-altering problem, uh, what could possibly go wrong, huh, friends? Wow. Uh, That's the report here from today on China's uh, penetration into the United States. It's a big conversation. We'll continue it onward here, friends. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.